Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Cam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee and she is Tam. What it do? Hey, hey, Renee, nay. <laughs> How are you doing, Miss Tam? I'm doing excellent. How are you? Fantastic. You know, it's been a long day, but I'm ready to go. That's all that matters. Why are you always fantastic? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think I just get high off of life. People ask me today is a perfect example of this, Tam. And it's funny that you asked me that. Somebody kept asking me today, you drink coffee? Like, you need something to get you started this morning? I was like, no, I'm good. They're like, what? And I go, yeah, I don't drink coffee. And they're like, how do you get your day started? How do you get amped up? I go, I don't know, but I don't need coffee. <laughs> I said, man, I woke up this morning. That's all I need. That's enough motivation. You know what I mean? Well, I'm glad you're motivated and I'm glad you're fantastic. I won't even ask you about your weekend this weekend because next weekend you're going to have an epic tale for our podcast listeners because you are going on a EDM booze cruise. And I'm going to call it a booze cruise because that's all you're going to be doing is boozing and cruising Probably. <laughs> and listening to EDM music. Oh, man, that sounds better than peanut butter and jelly. Just booze <laughs> and EDM music, you know? <laughs> Well, let's just jump right into some NASCAR talk. Let's do it. I don't know where do we go from the Roval, but we went to Dover. I'm just yep. going to call it what it is. It was a snooze fest into the last few laps. And when I say a snooze fest, I beg anybody to argue with me. If you got a problem with what I said, tweet us at Turns No Breaks. Send us a message on Instagram. Share your thoughts on why it wasn't a snooze fest, but I can tell you, I thought it was a snooze fest and we took a poll on Twitter and the Twitter people also thought over half of the people who voted said it was a snooze fest. In all fairness, the question was posed whether or not you thought it was a snooze fest at that moment. So yes, it was a snooze fest until the last few laps and then it got good. So any thoughts on the race before we break it down, break it down? No, I mean, I'm pretty much in agreement with you, just kind of going in and out. And uh, I know sometimes like when you talk about the races, Tam, like you'll always kind of throw in there whether you took a nap or not. And it's almost like you determine how boring the race was depending on how many naps you took. <laughs> well, I tried my best. My best wasn't good enough. The nap was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a quick nap. I didn't miss anything. That was what's so sad about it. I was like, dude, I, I dozed off, woke up, and it was what it was. I didn't miss much. But on that note, let's just jump into what is going on or what went on at Dover. We will start by giving you guys a refresher. Is refresher a word? Refresh. Uh, refresh, yeah. Well, I don't even know if that's used correctly. Well, we will start by recapping. How about there that? There you go. That sounds a lot better. Here's the recap of Dover. Your top 10 plus your playoff drivers. Chase Elliott won his second race. How about that? Yes. Denny Hamlin came in second for a hot second. I was like, ooh, Denny and Chase won too. But Denny knew not to do anything because we all know if Denny would have did something, 
such as a bump and run. Although it didn't even look like he could catch Chase, but in the event that yeah, he I could have, say, I- <laughs> he knew better not to because right. he's already on thin ice with NASCAR yeah, Nation. Like, Man, don't pull a Jimmy Johnson. like, like you know? Well, really, no. I kept thinking to myself after that crazy UFC fight, I was like, ooh, if Denny would have did something to Chase, somebody oh would have hopped God. the fence and came over and gave him the business. <laughs> Can you imagine? You know, just real quick, and I don't mean to go off subject, but I did watch oh, we it. We always even, do. <laughs> I didn't even plan on watching that, Tam. I didn't even plan on watching that fight. I almost completely forgot about that there was a fight. Now, the funny thing is that I go and watch this fight, and I'm glad I did because I could not believe what unfolded after that fight. And it was horrible. It was uh, disappointing to go back onto the subject you're right. I think if Denny Hamlin would have even attempted to try anything like that, as far as like a bump and spinning out or whatever, it definitely would have been a UFC uh scene all over again on the track. Bruh. Look, not man, but bruh. It would have been over. Oh, yeah. So let's get back into the top 10. Chase Elliott took the flag and won the race. Denny Hamlin, second. Joey Logano, third. Eric Jones, fourth. Kurt Busch, fifth. Kevin Harvick, sixth. Austin Dillon, seventh. And Kyle Busch, eighth. Just to give you guys a quick refresher, one through eight was all playoff drivers. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Daniel Suarez came in ninth and tenth and broke up the playoff party as far as the top ten. And then Ryan Blaney came in eleventh. Kyle Larson, twelfth. Eric Amarola, 13th, Brad Kozlowski, 14th, and Martin Truex Jr., 15th. Just to kind of refresh that, pretty much, aside from two drivers, the top 15 spots all went to playoff drivers. Paul Menard, I don't even know if I should read his name, but just because he came in 16th. Now, Alex Bowman, who was looking pretty good, I was a little disappointed how his day ended. It right. looked like he was going to hang in there. And then he got collected towards the end of the race by your boy. And in fact, I'm just thinking about it. Brad Keselowski still finished in front of him, although he collected him. Yeah. He's really at this point, he's close to being out the playoffs. Like he, I think he needs to win to advance to the round of eight because he's so far down now in the points that. I think that's the only way he can advance is with a win. And then Clint Boyer came in 35th. The only driver that I am missing on this list is Jimmy Johnson. Poor Jimmy. Jimmy Day just got off to a rough start. I mean, like, you already know it's messed up when, like, you couldn't even start the race because you had issues. Like, (laughs) I know. That's just madness to me that a driver of Jimmy Johnson's caliber and a team like a Hendrick Motorsports is dealing with those type of issues before the green flag even dropped for the race. He had to hit the garage. This just has to be a season and a year to forget for Jimmy Johnson and his team. I mean, I can't imagine that they just sat there and looked at it from the beginning of the season and went, You know, somebody told me at this point of the season that we wouldn't even be in the playoff chase. I think they would have laughed at them. I think they would have high-fived them and said, that was a great joke, you know. (laughs) Tell us what comedy club you're playing at next. I mean, this has just been a horrible season for that entire team. 
Yes, it has been. And since we are giving you guys the updates, just a refresher on who's in the playoffs and who's out. Let's start by the four drivers that was knocked out last week. That included Austin Dillon, Jimmy Johnson, Denny Hamlin, and Air Jones. They are finito. There is no round of 12 and definitely not a round of eight for them. They have no chance of getting in. As far as who's on top, your boy Chase Elliott now stands on top of all playoff drivers because he won a race, so he's already guaranteed to go over to the next round. Kevin Harvick is right behind him. Kyle Larson, Martruex Jr. in fourth, Joey Logano fifth, Kurt Busch sixth, Brad Kozlowski seventh, Ryan Blaney eighth, Eric Amarola ninth, Clint Boyer tenth, and Kyle Larson is 11th and the last driver in the last spot of the round of 12 right now is Alex Bowman. But as I said, it really appears that he needs a win if he wants to make it to the round of eight. That was all that was Dover. I mean, we can talk about Clint Boyer's comments about Ryan Newman, but at this point, as he said, Newman was being Newman. Yeah, it had to be Newman, right? (laughs) Yeah, that had a lot to do. Well, his comments were sparked by the accident and trying to pass Newman and all that good stuff. But again, no need to rehash or recap all that unless you have something to add. I don't, but I do. I just wanted to say that as far as that Clint Boyer was concerned, especially with the interview afterwards, the one part of the interview that I did appreciate from him was how personally he did feel bad for Eric and Marola. You know, I mean, it did look like Eric had a moment there where he could have won that race. But I mean, just talk about bad luck. Just, uh, uh, you know, and he felt so bad for him. It's almost like you want to try to help drivers out, but when stuff just goes down like the way it did, it just, you know, there's nothing you can do. It's just out of your hands. And that's just part of racing. I think also what's part of it is that he's in the number 10 car. Yeah. And I'm going to leave it at that. Maybe it wasn't Danica. Maybe it really is the number 10 car and there's some voodoo on it because Eric has had some really interesting things happen in a sense that he can't win. Like all his teammates have won a race and he gets so close and it's no cigar. And then it's some fluke, crazy accident. I mean, for him to be collected like he was. And again, like, I don't know if it was Brad Kozlowski's fault, how exactly it all played, but like, dude, you were that close. But I I mean, at the end of the day, though, on that restart, I felt like it was over anyway. Yeah. Because he had already dropped back down to like fourth or fifth or something. But yeah, his day was done. Unfortunately. Shout out to The Walking Dead. <laughs> I don't oh, know yeah. why talking about Eric Amarola made me think about The Walking Dead. But I just want to give a shout out to Sundays. So now... We have football on Sundays, The Walking Dead is back, and NASCAR. NASCAR better show and prove with some better races because the TV competition is at an all-time high. And I actually found myself flipping to the football game when I wasn't snoozing. And no, I didn't watch your Cowboys get their butt whooped. This is hashtag Tam's Rant. But I'm going to say it again. I've been saying it from the second year. They need to fire that bum, Jason Garrett. Okay, there it is. You agree with me? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I do agree with you. I I think uh, his reign is just come and gone. I'm tired of seeing that guy just 
clapping his hands on the sideline for everything that just goes good and bad. And I'm just like, man, I'm tired of just sitting in front of the TV, so frustrated. And uh, I think it's time to move away from the Garrett era and move on to somebody else. I really wish we could move on past, you know, the Jerry Jones era, to be honest with you. But I mean, <laughs> that ain't going to happen anytime soon. But to me, I just want to just move on and try to get back to the winning ways of where I used to see my Cowboys at. As a Cowboy fan, though, let me just say this. Why don't you guys move on and find another team? That's what I don't understand. That ain't never going to happen, Tam. We can't do that. Well, I mean, I understand for you because you are from Texas, but for everybody else that lives in Los Angeles and New York City and every place else, why are you guys hanging on to the Cowboys? I just do not understand that. It's not like they won a championship. First of all, it's not like they've been to the playoffs more than once in the last 10 years. Like, I mean, Jesus. Uh, it's, it's frustrating. Just like what you were alluding to a few minutes ago, though, Tam, this is a, uh, a very fun time for sports in general, especially for somebody like myself as well and just in TV, because you're right. Other than TV shows that are back on, like you said, The Walking Dead is back. I mean, when you have sports, it's just my Astros are doing well. That They're in the baseball playoffs. They've moved on to the next round. And then you got football and then you got basketball getting ready to start. And then you, you got NASCAR getting close to the chase. So October is just Stop such saying a, the chase. Sorry. You're right. I get so used to saying that. But yeah. the playoffs. <laughs> People are still saying the chase, but... Obviously, clearly, it's just the playoffs now, right? which is kind of crazy. I don't know why. They could have just left it at the chase because the chase was the playoffs, but... Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, so finish. I'm just, sorry. Yeah, but my point was it's just a rich time in October for sports and television and shows and just uh, for TV itself. So, I mean, it's almost like you got to pick and choose and, and you, you want to record everything. Yeah, I find myself recording all kinds of stuff and then trying to go back and watch everything. I just... It's like my head and my TV are both going to explode. Well, I feel like with sports stuff, I'm not really big on recording and watching it later. I feel like sports have to be watched live. Other than that, you just catch the highlights. But that's just me. Oh, what else we need to talk about? Should we even talk about Jimmy Johnson bringing all the kids bikes? Or is that just <laughs> over at this point? It's just a funny story only because about what we were talking about, because we already said something about it. So we might as well just kind of uh, go there. But what's funny about that, and if our listeners don't know, I, I mean, obviously, maybe you've already heard or read about the story already. But, you know, when we were talking about that at the Roval and Jimmy Johnson spinning out Martin Truex Jr., it was just funny because Jimmy Johnson was just trying to apologize at some point. It was actually a, just a, a running joke almost than, than anything else because Cole Pern, I guess the crew chief for the Furniture Row Racing Team, lightheartedly suggested that maybe Jimmy Johnson buy the entire crew road bikes to ease the frustration, which he was just kidding. Well, Johnson <laughs> Johnson goes out and actually does it. I mean, the following Sunday morning, he, he delivers all these road bikes over to the hall where, where uh the 78 and Furniture Row Racing Team was, and, and everybody's just laughing, and it's just like, well, hey, we were just kidding, but, I mean, can you imagine, Tam, you get to your hauler, and, and then you just see all these bikes out there, and you're like, what the heck is that? Actually, quite funny, to be honest with you, to tell you the truth. Jimmy, drama, 
you know what? I think I made a new name for him, Jimmy Drama. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a right. Does that I know. sound right, Jimmy Drama? But he just has a lot of drama lately. Yeah, he season. has. It's just like I said earlier, though, man, you, you got to know that if somebody told him that he was going to have this kind of a year, he he would have laughed in their face. But apparently the bike thing worked. Everybody had a laugh at it. But that's besides the point of this whole thing is just. And it's so strange because this Jimmy Johnson, he's this Mr. Seven Time. He just, the guy made history. And then you follow it up with something like that. It's just, I mean, it almost doesn't make any sense. I'm tired of talking about Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> I'm just over it. It's a new era. Nobody's even talking about the fact the young guys have won. Ryan's won in the playoffs. Chase has won in the playoffs. Yes, that's correct. If Jimmy can't get it together... I don't want to call him Jimmy Can't Get Right, so I'll just refer to him as Jimmy Drama, but I'm kind of over it. At the end of the day, get that damn car together so you can ride and become Mr. A-Time. But then again, maybe that's why he's having so many issues. Maybe secretly the powers to be do not want him to win an eighth championship. Or maybe the universe. Maybe I shouldn't say the powers to be. <laughs> Renee, what else is there left to talk about? I guess we can go into some predictions. I feel like this is actually probably one of the shortest podcasts that we have ever done because we don't have much to talk about. Sure, there's a lot going on in NASCAR, and I'm sure if we would have dug a little deeper, we could have talked about a whole bunch more. But for the last couple of weeks... I'm not really in the mood to talk about NASCAR like that. Like, of course, I obviously like to talk about the race, but I don't want to be a dead horse in the head with talking about things that have already been talked about to the end of time. Right. I think the only statement that I'll make, and then we can definitely go into some predictions, Tam, is the one thing I will say about NASCAR and what they tried to do this past weekend at Dover to try to kind of build up a little bit of a fan base and get more people to come out to the track was uh they did the whole gambling thing like we talked about in an earlier podcast and it seemed to do really well for the people that came and there were people that came out there specifically because of that and I'm sure you would agree with me I hope that something like this and whether it's this this gambling thing or or something else or maybe a combination of the gambling and and something else that NASCAR might come up with I really do hope maybe this is just something that starts to put NASCAR in a more positive direction to get more of a fan base out to these races. Plus to uh, NASCAR for trying something different. And uh, hopefully uh, it may start to go in a, a more positive direction for the sport because they really do need it. Yes, indeed. We are headed to Talladega. You know, I love me a good super speedway. As I've always said, I'm not really. One for restrictor plates, but I love me a good super speedway. Right. We are at one of my favorite super speedways this weekend, as in Talladega. I will be watching the race, and I will not be falling asleep. You can bet $500 on that. How about that? Yeah. I am going to switch up the show a bit. There's no need to give you the past 10 winners at Talladega. You know why? Because it is going to be un predictable i wanted to say a cuss word in that but it's gonna be <laughs> something something predictable we already have witnessed the roval and then dover 
look how Dover played out towards the end. Dover is usually always a born race, but it had a little excitement at the end. But Talladega, the playoffs, I don't know. I'm not even going to give you the past 10 winners because I don't feel that it is relevant at this point. What we do know is Chase Elliott has become somewhat, and I use this loosely, he's become somewhat of the new Dale Jr. when it comes to dominating at super speedways because he hasn't won yet at Talladega or at Daytona, but the guy's done pretty well for the most part at both of those tracks. He's almost got a win at both of them. I'm not saying that he's going to win this weekend, but hey, like I tweeted on our Twitter account, once he won that one race, it's all uphill for him. Somebody had told me, they were like, yeah, it only takes him, He once he wins that one race, it's going to be over. He's just going to start winning. He won the one race a few weeks back and he's winning. That he is. We shall see. It is time for our predictions. And Renee, we want to know who you got. It's time for Tam and Renee's race predictions. Well, this is who I'm going to get. And this is who I'm going to give you. You just talked about him the whole entire few moments ago. And uh, it's none other than Chase Elliott. I'm going to go back to back. I feel exactly what you just said about him. It's the way I feel about him. I feel that once he got that first, and I said this even before that he won the first race. I, I, mean, I know, I, and I know, I've been saying it the last couple of seasons. And all he needs to do is get that first win underneath his belt. But I really, honestly, feel that he's going to keep the mojo for one more week. He's going to go back to back. He's going to win at Talladega. He's going to come away with the checkered flag and ride his car into victory lane. And if I have to take an alternative pick, I, gosh, I don't know why I'm going to go with this guy, but it's just weird that I'm going to say his name. But I'm going to go with Kurt Busch because I know you had the thing going on with Kurt Busch the last few weeks, but I don't know why. If it's not Chase Elliott, Tim, I just feel that Kurt Busch might come away with a sneaky win at Talladega. So Chase Elliott is my main winner going into victory lane. Kurt Busch is my alternative pick. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. It's interesting that you said Kurt Busch. Obviously, I have this thing for Kurt Busch. You do? I would have never guessed. How many times I've picked him to hit the winner circle this season. And when I say thing, you guys know I don't mean like a thing thing. Yes, and I said thing. But I feel because his last season at Stuart House Racing, well, we don't know if it's going to be his last season because who knows what's going on. But I feel because it's probably going to be his last ride at Stuart House that he is going to win just because. But (laughs) we shall see. I also had a very interesting conversation this weekend. And I really strongly believe if Kurt Busch is able to make it to the final four, that he may come away with another championship. But we will see how that plays out. Do I think he can win at Dega? Uh, I don't think so, but you never know. And to give you a history lesson, although I said I wouldn't give you guys a history lesson, Kurt Busch at Dega, uh, he hasn't done very well. In fact, Kurt Busch has zero wins and 35 starts at Dega. On the other hand, his brother Kyle Busch has one win and 26 starts. Do I think Brad Keselowski can win? Well, Brad has exactly five wins and 19 starts at Dega. He also has seven top fives and 11 top tens. 
So it's safe to say Brad could get it done, if need be, at Dega. We all know Chase Elliott has yet to win at Dega, but he's done pretty well at Dega as well as Daytona for that matter. He looks like once he gets it going now, obviously he has two wins this year. Now that he has it going, he may roll off a few wins at some of these restrictor plate tracks. Well, actually, it won't be restrictor plates anymore come next year, but I'm not going to pick Chase as my winner, and I'm definitely not going to pick Kurt as my winner. I am going to pick Brad Keselowski to win at Dega this weekend, and my alternative will be Kurt Busch because I got a thing for Kurt Busch when it comes to winning this year. Oh, well, there you go. Tam's got her picks. I've got mine. What say you guys? What say you, our fans that listen to our podcast? They're not fans. They're friends. You're friends to the show, right? Yeah, exactly. I like to refer to you guys <laughs> as friends, not fans. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to us each and every week. Do us a huge favor, you guys, because it means so much to us. First of all, make sure you search for All Turns No Breaks on Apple Podcasts if you have an iPhone. And yeah, leave us a comment. All you guys need to do for us is leave us a comment. Right. We're here to serve you guys. But we do ask if you leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts because the more comments that we have, the better the podcast comes up in search. We would probably do this podcast if we had no listeners, but the more listeners we have, the better we can serve you guys, the better feedback, the better input that we have. You guys can tell us what you like and what you don't like. Please leave us a comment. Exactly. And Tam is so right. This is a podcast for fans. By fans. Me and Tam, honestly, we really do love the sport itself. And we always appreciate when we can share our thoughts with other people as yourselves that listen to our podcast and we can share our thoughts together. Please share your thoughts with us online on social media across the board at Turns No Breaks. And please tell at least two friends to subscribe to us as well. If you want NASCAR news directly in your email, just head over to our website, alternsnobreaks.com, and sign up for our newsletter. For Tam and myself, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to talking NASCAR each and every week, and especially next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 